SEO This Week. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of SEO This Week presented by Digital Ear. My name is Clint Butler and I'll be your host on this journey through SEO and marketing related news. Alright, so maybe it's not that exciting, but it is pretty cool to have this nice little roll up. And if you've never listened to us before, basically what we do is go out and find last week's great information that are posted on SEO blogs and you know, social media, et cetera, et cetera, and just kind of pass on the information that we find uh, useful for ourselves and hopefully our clients and ultimately you. And this saves you a little bit of time for reading all that stuff. So here we go. Without further ado, we're going to start off on the SEM Rush blog and is how to or how leading e-commerce companies drive traffic to their websites. As I stated on the blog post for SEO this week, if you build it, they will come is not something that you should be using uh, in your digital marketing. And just because you have a website and a lot of business owners have to learn this the hard way, doesn't necessarily mean that people are going to show up. You have to promote it. You have to market it. You have to tell people about it and you have to rank it. You know, there's nothing you can do about it. You just have to do it. And while this post is targeted at e-com, it certainly works for a lot of things. What I like is they broke it up into free, quote unquote free, and paid traffic. Now remember, SEO, yes, it is free, quote unquote, monetarily. However, you are going to spend some time in it, and whatever you value your time in is how much you're going to pay for that traffic. It's a long-term strategy. This is, and then it goes into referral traffic and social media traffic. All those strategies take a little bit of time you got to increase engagement increase rankings uh, and increase brand awareness in order to get any of those things going on however you also have to take a look at the paid options that are available to you uh, let's say adwords uh, native advertising on other websites let's say if you're using amazon for instance this native advertising um, Display ads on Google Display Network or um, other methods of paid traffic uh, like social media traffic or social media paid traffic, pay-per-click on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Reddit, for example. All those things can help and they all work together. Basically, what I like to do, let's say you're starting a brand new e-com website. My recommendation is go for the paid stuff. Use the paid traffic to test your conversions. Find the keywords that are working for you and then use that new data that you have to guide changes to your website that will help improve the search engine rankings. Now, the search engine rankings, you're going to target those converting keywords. You're going to rank in the top three for those converting keywords. Then you're going to shut off your pay-per-click campaigns and move those that money towards other efforts like new keywords, new products, uh, etc. That's how I like to use those together. Great post. I suggest you check it out. Next is the Ahrefs blog and how a viral loop on LinkedIn got me 75,000 email subscribers in a month. I'm going to tell you that giving something away in order to gain emails is not anything new. It's just not. The, the fact of the matter is people have been doing it forever, ever since I've been in the email marketing space or the online marketing space in like 2005. You can sign up and get my free crap it's going to sit on your hard drive and click dust but no matter how much we talk about it um it still works people want free crap 
Uh, even to this day, I sign up and put free crap on my hard drive and it gathers dust. But I'm still on their email list and they still get to market me until I get tired of them and uh, unsubscribe. But this method is actually pretty cool. And we're creating an on-page SEO guide. Um, it's gonna. It's right now. It's still in the draft stage. It's already 4,500 words, and I'm not even an eighth of the way through writing it all up. So um, it's gonna be a post. There's gonna be a PDF download. I'm gonna make some videos. Put those all in our Facebook group uh, to support everything. And the purpose behind it is to not only use it for your on on-page stuff. If you're learning on-page SEO. You can hand this guide over and the supplemental checklist that I'm creating for it right over to a VA and they'll be able to optimize your pages for you. It's going to be that good. So we're going to use, I think I'm going to use this concept to actually promote it. It's giving the guide away uh, on your social media platforms and then asking for not only the opt-in on a landing page, but asking for engagement simple three letters y-e-s on the post and that engagement ensures that the post that you're creating is seen by more people uh, especially on facebook and linkedin the way those those two platforms work uh, you can leverage this really really well i'm gonna do it i think i'm gonna try it out i think i believe honestly in my heart that this is gonna work uh, to generate some significant amount of signups uh, for our business. My recommendation is for you guys, look at this. Do you have something already done or do you, can you knock something out really quick? This guy, he used, um, girl, I'm sorry, she used uh, PowerPoint templates. To, she created those real easy, knock it out, created it, and then gave it away and, and grew her list. So I, I honestly, you know, what else do you have to lose? If you're creating PowerPoint templates, and why, why knock it out? Try it. See what happens for you. It's a good, uh, this is a great article. Next, we move on to Search Engine Journal. We got two articles from them, and this one is how to create better meta descriptions. This is a summary article. It goes into, just basically summarizes what Google said on a Google Webmasters article. In short, don't use a, um, the same meta description on all your pages. Don't leave the meta descriptions blank and make sure that you're relevant to the content. Because in the end, Google will use, <clears throat> they'll start off by trying to use what's on your page that is relevant to the search term, obviously. Um, but they'll use this for your uh, display in the search results for the rich snippets. One uh, point of note, I've found for the most part that they always use mine. Um, however, comma, if I'm targeting keyword X, and I, the result shows up for keyword Y and Z as well, then they may change that meta description a little bit to optimize for that search. So it's always good. Good general practice. Put this in. It's a fail if you don't, and it's a fail if you don't have unique on every page. Next is uh, 10 Pinterest SEO tips that will help you set up for success. A couple things to note here. Um, one... I use Pinterest and you're going to post a thousand pictures and you might get one that kicks off and gets you a lot of traffic. I have one infographic in my account that gets me, you know, 10, 15, 20 visitors a day. When it first popped in there, I was getting a hundred or so visitors a day from Pinterest. So 
This is a long-term play. Don't give up on it, especially if you're a service business. Now, if you've got products, if you're an e-com person and you're not on Pinterest, you're missing out on a great opportunity here to get traffic. Even on Instagram, you can get it really popular on Instagram and get some traffic, but on Pinterest, you're going to get a lot, especially if you kick off uh, and take the time to create really good accounts and get some really good images in there. You're going to get a lot of traffic from Pinterest, and it'll become your number one traffic earner really really quick and people that are buying products that are really you know suited to images like fashion jewelry maybe you have a recipe site and people like see food pictures um all those kind of products and services will do well on printers so check it out you or you'll be missing out Next is KISS Metrics, and this is a difference between collecting data and acting on it. And the author kind of echoes something that I say a lot. Uh, it doesn't matter how much data you have if you're not using it. And the problem is some people get so overwhelmed by their data platforms that they don't know how to use it, and they just give up. Well, they don't know how to turn that data into actionable information and intel, and they give up. This post is designed to sell the Kissmetrics Analyze program. However, no matter what you're doing, you can you probably use it, the same information on any platform. And if you don't have one, then why not try Kissmetrics? They're putting out some great content anyway, right? So talking about using data for customer retention, using data for visualization. Infographics is a visualization. Uh, or charts, etc., of your data to help tell a story on your blog posts, how to help you use data to develop new products and reduce the losing customers. It, that's more on customer retention, but you can um, do that. And sales and forecasts, related posts, and so much more can help you uh, your data can help you with so i would check this out if anything it's going to give you a clear idea of where to go on the uh, where to, to use your data uh at worst and at the most you'll sign up for kiss messages program and check it out uh, maybe it'll be something that you can leverage for your business practical e-commerce haven't been here in a while not for the lack of trying um, but they did put out a nice article on measuring offline sales and Google Analytics. Now, if you're like me and you have a business that lives and dies on the phone ringing, you know that this is probably one of the hardest things to track unless you uh, use a call tracking number. And unfortunately, for some businesses, that's just not possible. Like, let's say your Google My Business is set up. You did all your citations and you did them with a manual service because you're a cheapo and you didn't want to use Yext, then now you have and you want to implement a call tracking number so you can track your um, on your offline conversions with your online conversions and see where you know how much money your website is really making you. So you have a couple options here. One, change your phone numbers uh, in uh, Yext and do all your citations at once. Change your Google My Business and change it on your website and you're done. You might lose a little bit of rankings on your maps. You got to bring that back up. Number two, uh, just use tracking numbers all the time and pay for a, another entire another service uh, and have to change all your business data. We have business cards. All that stuff comes into play too. You got to change all that crap uh, and much more. Or number three, 
use the method that he gives here. He's selling a service. I didn't check it out. However, the concept is actually pretty cool. So you put a phone number on your site. Let's say you have your phone number. Uh, mine is 253-592-44876. And I have a visitor ID number listed displayed on my website. The person calls and says, hey, I was getting some information. Great. Where did you find me? I found your website. Really? Are you there now? Yes. What is the visitor ID number? And you write all this stuff down. Their software will take care of it, that for you, and you just use the software as, as part of your intake process, and it'll import right into your Google Analytics. Benefit, having all that data in one tool, now you can see the true conversion rate of your website versus just the online sales conversion rate and then your manual guessing, which is, be honest, most of us are manually guessing. Um, putting that all together and seeing the true conversion rate. I think this is awesome. I think it's a great idea. Uh, it saves you from changing phone numbers, etc. on your website. Uh, there is a system in Google that will make dynamic phone numbers. You can do call tracking uh, using that. But again, you're changing phone numbers on your website. <laughs> so um, I, don't, I don't like doing that. I don't like using call trackers if I don't have to, especially uh, when businesses already have this established phone number. It's on all of their their letterheads and everything uh, and they're kind of against that if they if they're not already implementing call tracking in some way so this is a great alternative to that and it just you know it helps you get engaged with your customers already you got one more question to ask them when they're providing you information and then you can get them on the road to yes so, hey where are you at i'm on your website did you like it yes did you see the caller uh, visitor id number yes can i have your visitor id number Yes, here is the number. Great, thank you. What can I help you with? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, we have this program. Would that be something that you would be interested in? Yes. And then you get them on the road to yes. So try it out. Small Business Trends is the next site. And this post is 50 Facebook Live Practices for Stunning Streams. Here is the, I don't know if you need 50, really. But hey, go you know, go for it. So some things here that I like are make a plan, focus on longer ninety video, uh, longer videos might be interesting. I think the longer really comes from you know the notifications. Clint Butler is on is live. If you're doing a long one, you have longer more chance of generating views because you're on longer. Does that make sense? So. I see you there your notification 30 minutes after you actually went live and then I click it and oh you're still there. That's why you want to focus on longer videos, in my opinion, based on what they're saying. Uh advertise with a great description, check your connections, choose the right spot, cameras, all that other stuff. This is all you know, it's all interesting, but really be consistent. If you're gonna do live, stay do live the same day every time. Uh, or yeah, at the same time every day or every week or whatever you're gonna do it, uh, and then and then engage with your viewers as early as they pop on. Like have a pre-show, for instance. Hey, we're gonna do SEO this week. Let's do it live. We're gonna do uh, a webinar live from SMX Advance, for example, uh, and we're gonna you know we can talk to people. And we and we have a um, a chat session. Where we engage with our users before we get started and talk to them by name, uh, and it keeps them on during the rest of the the, the broad the webinar. It goes on for an hour, so I would leverage that. Uh, next, we're going into LSA Insider. Is eight changes 
to Google My Business that you need to know. Again, this is a, it's an ad essentially. So I put nine changes on the, on the blog post. Uh, you can see that here, uh, on the, in the list. You don't even have to go to this if you don't want to. Uh, I'll go ahead and read them out if you're watching the video or listening to the podcast. Is uh, Google remote, permanently remove the closed listings from the local finder? That's a little app you got in the local finder. Um, Mapmaker may be dead, but the community editings on local listings are, is not. Basically, what that means is if you're using a uh, Google Map uh, app specifically and you're at a business location, you can make suggest edits. Uh, and, and that's still that's that's running. It's actually really cool. Um, <clears throat> and the higher level you have, the more permanent those those listings come up right pretty quick. Business owners don't fret though because someone can't go into your business and say it's closed and then delete it. You have to approve all these changes, so that's good. Uh, Google Plus, uh, the classic, the old version is gone. Kind of sucks. I like the old version versus the new, but you know that is what it is. You got to deal with change. Google Maps now shows review counts for the users. So instead of just 4.5 star average, it says how many reviews. That's pretty good, uh, especially if you're, you know, making a decision. You want, like, you want to get a new fence guy, and you're like, oh, he's got five stars. He's great. And then you see some of the reviews, and you're great. But it turns out he's only got four. That really sucks. Um, Google rolls out Snack Pack for more U.S. In industries in the U.S., which is you know that's good. More map opportunities for all for businesses that weren't being able weren't able to leverage that before. Uh, the insights data is 18 months now. Really, if you're looking at stuff that far back, is you're making really changes or you want to show changes over a long period of time, I guess. But we do quarterly. We look at it quarterly because that's how often the internet changes anyway. So. Uh, menus, restaurants, you guys can add menus to your GMB dashboard. Very cool. Uh, ads are now in three pack on mobile. That's happening for quite some time, actually. Um, but thanks for letting us know. And then another one she misses brand pages don't automatically create when you create your Google My Business listing. What that means is Google Plus had the Google Plus pages, and it used to be you create your listing and then ta da, your brand page was there. Now you actually have to physically manually go in and create that and the best way to do it is go to uh, google photos because you're going to upload photos anyway and then create your band brand page in google photos after you've done your gmb listing just so you can have that going on for you is it really going to help or hurt you i don't know i use the brand pages to establish publishers so um I, you know I, I would say just go ahead and knock it out you're not hurting yourself essentially it's just like the facebook page um, just another place to engage with people uh, if they see it and they're looking for it. And our final site is Marketing Sherpa Blog. It's four lessons about B2B inbound marketing uh, from a Sunday morning coffee shop. This is actually really good. It starts off with a story. And then the four lessons are inbound marketing gets you recognized. You should have a story to tell. Uh, effective inbound marketing is relevant to the user and surprise and delight your audience. It tells a good story. There's some good information in here, uh, especially if you're in the B2B space and you're wondering how in the heck I'm going to use inbound marketing to drive traffic from other businesses. Uh, this is a good way to do it. So I hope you enjoy that post. All right, that's it. That is the final story for SEO this week. Not too long. Um, some good stories to read, some really relevant information. 
again traffic uh, email subscribers and sales is the goal for this week so i hope you uh, can leverage this information take action on it and happy marketing